Coach Witt, congratulations on this special 35th anniversary, and welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, it's always a special time of the year, and uh, this is the date when it all happened. And 35 years ago, people keep asking me, "What was it a pass or a shot? Yeah. Always, it always remains to be a pass. We know that it is a pass. What do you think? <laughs> Clyde Drexler joined us here on the David Glenn Show not long ago, and he not only compl- complimented you and your teammates and the late, great Jim Valvano, he said, and I asked him if he was serious about it, and he said yes, he believed that not only was great basketball part of your story, he believes that a higher power helped contribute to the Wolfpack's cardiac pack success that year because it became a platform for so many important things about life and survive in advance and never give up and the creation of the V Foundation. Do you feel in your bones or in your spirit that a higher power helped lift you guys as well 35 years ago? Uh, higher power... Uh, destiny, uh, luck, hard work, teamwork. You know, they say the old adage that teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. And we had all the intangibles, but you had to have all those factors for something for that unbelievable to happen for our team. And we, we besides all that, we were a good basketball team. Yeah. Uh, we just happened to be a team that was driven and it was on a roll, a team that believed in their coach, believed in ourselves, and, and it was a vision that we talked about. It wasn't like nothing like we, it just happened. We talked about winning the national championship. We knew it was possible. It had been done before at NC State. And uh, we just came together and made an unbelievable run that people are still talking about it. 35 years later. An unbelievable, amazing, inspiring story. Derek Wittenberg is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Now, Clyde also said, Coach, that he believes if the Cougars and the Wolfpack of 1983 played 20 times head-to-head, he believes the Cougars would have won 19 out of 20. Now, you just talked about how sometimes the Wolfpack's level of basketball gets disrespected. Do you think he's right? Would Hakeem and Clyde have beaten you guys 19 out of 20, or was there a little bit more magic than just that one Wolfpack win? Well, uh, he's got a point that they obviously had a lot more talent. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure in a 20-game series, they, they might have beaten us a lot more than we beat them. Yeah. But you know what? As I tell Clyde all the time when I see Clyde in the Lodge one, I said, if it wasn't for us, I said, you won a Lodge one, one to one to two world championships at Houston. Hmm. We kept you hungry. So that way that you, going into your professional career, we made you hungry for something that slipped you in. And they went to the Final Four, I believe, three years uh, in a row. And uh, so they had opportunities to win it. They just, Kept coming up a little short each time, but I just respect the fact that that era, there was a lot of respect for all the talent, the teams, the talented players, and just it, it was just the 80s was just an unbelievable time for college basketball. 
and we just happened to have one of the great moments during that era. I am so glad that you are willing to relive so many of these stories. It feels like you've told some of them a thousand times, and yet you make them interesting one more time. Always, of course, everybody, check out Survive in Advance and the other documentaries and 30 for 30s. Coach Witt has been involved in virtually all of those. One famous story, Coach, is that Jimmy V, your coach, spent uh, basically 24-plus hours and maybe even longer as a theme talking about how the Wolfpack needed to milk the clock against Houston, needed to keep it a low-scoring game. You know, there was no shot clock, so you guys were going to hold the ball. And then as the story goes from the outside, he took uh, an eraser in the locker room and wiped all those talking points off the chalkboard and basically said, let's go out there and kick some tail. You know, none, none of this stall ball stuff. How did it actually happen? That and that is a true story from everybody's account. Uh, going back in that locker room, you know, you put up the game plan and everything. But and more importantly, he talked about he, he reminded us that we are here. We talked about this moment. This moment is here. You know, you can you can just put away all the game plans. We know what we need to do. We got the game plan. We need to go out there and just play and be loose. And don't worry about any style of play at all. And that's what we did. And uh, we shot about about 30 times in that first five minutes and missed them all just about because we were so excited and, and, uh, and jacked up for the game. But, you know, as people, uh, as you know, if you look back, we were eight points ahead at halftime. Yeah. So we got off to a great start uh, before, it, uh, before Houston woke up. And when they woke up, boy, they came storming back and, and the rest is history. We kind of held on and uh, came back in the end and, and stole that game. Derek Wittenberg is joining us. I rewatched the video just this morning, Coach, and I think all of America remembers your pass. All of America remembers Lorenzo Charles's dunk. All of America remembers Jim Valvano running around looking for a hug. I'm not sure everybody remembers the final 10 seconds where you guys did a great job of milking the last 44 seconds after the Houston player missed that free throw when you fouled him on purpose. But it wasn't looking good with about five seconds to go, and you had to make one acrobatic play near center court just to prevent a dunk by the Cougars going the other way. What do you remember about that? Because you couldn't have had a great feeling in your stomach with about, I don't know, nine seconds to go when Thurl has the ball in the corner, and it didn't look like you guys were going to get a good shot. Well, first of all, out of the timeout, 44 seconds left, we designed the five play which is Thurl comes off the double, and I come back on the right side for a one-on-one play. We, 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 Bob Allen drew that play up. When we got out of the timeout and we inbounded the ball, Houston was in a 1-3-1 trap. Mm. So, really, we just improvised, knowing that we got to take the shot clock down and pass the ball around until we find out we can make a play at the basket. So, when Thurl got that ball in the corner, in my head, there's a clock. I didn't ever see the clock, but I had a feeling that time was running, yeah. running out. And we always practice time and score, so I had to get an attempt up at that basket. So when I got that ball, I didn't hesitate, and I knew I had to make a play. And luckily that uh, I always talk about this, when I received reach for that two hands, yeah. I secured the basketball. Benny Adams almost took that ball. And I retrieved it in one motion, got it up there, 
and then Lorenzo just finished the play. I remember what an athlete Benny Andrews was, man. If you if you didn't have that good high school education with that great high school coach and two hands on the ball to receive a pass, we might have a different story to tell 35 years later. Oh, absolutely. And and, and I'm going to tell you about Benny because they did a, a, a sequel to our film because they did a film about Houston. Well, Benny Andrews may have been the most talented guy. Clyde Drexler was not highly recruited. And Elijah one wasn't highly recruited. Those two guys were not the most highly recruited guys in a Houston team. It was Benny Anders. So Benny Anders is the one that also came off the bench and ignited them and got them back the lead in the second half. So Benny was very, very important to that team. And Lajuan and, and uh, Drexler just, they made themselves into great players. They had the talent, but nobody discovered them until actually they got into college. In the documentary, it's an absolute blast watching you guys laugh and joke around and, and, and raise a glass together and have some good food. It's just unforgettable. Can you, how do you describe it nowadays, 35 years later? Obviously, we all lost a guy like Lorenzo Charles six or seven years ago. It's still a family, but time changes things. How do you describe the togetherness? How do you keep in touch? We see you. We see Coach Lowe. We see Terry Gannon on TV as a broadcaster. Uh, how, how does the family hold together all these years later? Well, one thing we've recognized, and, and, and I, uh, you can see it through Survive in Advance, is that we wanted to make sure that we get together at least once a year because tragedies happen, yeah. like the, the death of Lorenzo Charles. Uh, not having one of our teammates here, the, the death of Ed McClain and Quentin Leonard, who was a senior in that team, and Jim Balbano, slowly as time goes on, we all were not going to be here on earth. But while we here and we achieve something that's extraordinary, I think it's important for us to get together and just keep in touch with that because that was something that was bigger than ourselves. And the 83 team will be recognized this year by – NC State being in the Hall of Fame September 14th in Reynolds Coliseum. And that's when we'll get together again. I think it's going to be a special moment for that team and what's happening. And I just think that, like you said before, what we did and what we achieved transcended the word uh, more than race and team and togetherness and gave people hope. It was something that was very, very special to anybody, whether they uh, love sports or not whether they saw the game or not. So it's, it's just I'm humbled and honored to be a part of something that special. I'm humbled and honored for NC State, State of North Carolina, Jim Valvano for everybody giving us that opportunity to, to represent the state and represent North Carolina State. It's a great way to put it. It's not only a great basketball story, it is a great life lesson. As we let you go and thank you for your time and, and of course, look forward to that celebration you mentioned later this year. Uh, since you'll always be a Wolfpack guy, give us your thoughts. Uh, how does Kevin Keats embrace not, not only 1983, but the 1974 National Championship and other aspects of Wolfpack basketball history? And what were your impressions as he was picked to finish in the bottom third of the league, Coach, and he ends up tied for third in the ACC standings and, and his team ends up playing in the NCAA tournament? Well, more importantly, I've known him since 1992 and I recruit a couple of his players, he's remained the same person, even when he's at Hargrave Military Academy, and the same person he is now at NC State. Yeah. 
I think he's done a tremendous job with this team. I think he, he's instilled discipline and teamwork. Um, what he's done with this team in such a short period of time is incredible. Uh, we, we still got a lot of building together. The next year will be a new team. We had some guys transition out. But I think that he, he's the right person for this time in, in our program just because there's going to be a lot of transition in this league. You know, Coach K is not going to be there forever. Bayheim, a lot of the coaches, there's going to be some transition with other programs. It's good that we got a young, talented coach in here, and he continues to build his program, get his own players in here, and I think the future's bright for us. Well put. Thank you eternally for that great pass 35 years ago today. It has been an inspiration way beyond the sports world. Uh, coach Derek Wittenberg, thanks for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. Well, thank you, guys, and uh, happy anniversary. Remember, this is also the 25th anniversary of the V Foundation. Right. And we raised, we raised over $200 million. It's leveraged a billion dollars, and every dollar that you, that you donate to the V Foundation goes directly to cancer research. It's another reason to celebrate today. 25-year anniversary and a 35-year anniversary. Derek Wittenberg, he's on Twitter at dwitt. NC State always a Wolfpack legend and the author of one of the most famous passes in college basketball history.